0: You know, in addition to the research, I finally had an opportunity to really try to impact impact patients from a clinical's aspect. That's something that I'm waiting, I'm excited for. Um, but also in addition, I'm going to continue to go around, you know, talk to different, uh, go on my speaking engagement and continue to aspire because I'm not done. I, my message is never dead. I want to continue to empower the youth, to let them know, like, take those risks, ask questions. And at the end of the day, find what you're passionate about and love it because if you're not doing that of those, you're not really going to, you're not you're, you want to have meaning
1: this is the next generation education we're talking
0: to top entrepreneurs thought leaders international disruptors while focusing on lifelong learning and how education can and needs to adapt in our modern world you're
1: listening to start ed up here's your host don wedrick Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast, a member of the Education Podcast Network. Today is one of those episodes that I want you to mark and uh, point back to a few years from now. This is an episode today with Kevin Stonewall. I love this episode for several reasons. One is because my one of my students, Josh Lovett. Josh, if you're listening, thank you. But one of my students came across um, a guy on Twitter, and then watched his TED talk. And he's like, "Mr. Wetrick, you have to check out this guy. He's done cancer research from high school, and now is in college, and he's had some like real breakthroughs." So uh, he introduces (laughs) us on Twitter. We start um, messaging back and forth, and then I start getting into Kevin's work. And there's just a plethora of things from NPR covering him to you know he won an Intel challenge. He's just his name will pop up everywhere. And and watching some of these news reports, I'm like, oh, my goodness. It all started with a curiosity. And so this podcast, we kind of unpack his curiosity and how he got interested in cancer and, and what he chose not to do and some of the things that, you know, inspired him. And this is one of those you should be proud if you're in education moments um, on his origin story. So uh, for those reasons, if, if you're a parent, this is a, a neat one to listen to about how a child um, fosters his curiosity and, and propelled forward. If you're a teacher, man, this should make your shoulders fly back and your chest fill with pride because um, Kevin does an amazing job of, of detailing how this all started um, from his classroom and, and being fueled by a passion and from a, a, you know, a friend who was hurting because a family member had cancer. So I'm not going to delay any further. You're going to love this one. The only thing I ask is, if this is bringing you value, A, we love it when you share on Facebook and on Twitter and on LinkedIn, and B, we are always on the lookout for other great guests, and this is how we grow. This is how we bring you all these awesome, awesome people. And also, uh, you know, every Friday now, we're going to be featuring classroom teachers who are doing amazing things, so I always like those recommendations. We've already had several recommendations, and we're already starting to tape. Um, But as we enter into 2018, I cannot wait to start highlighting and showcasing some really great classroom stuff. All right. You're going to enjoy this one. Without further ado, Kevin Stonewall. All right. Now we're joined by Kevin Stonewall. Kevin, thanks so much for being on the show. No problem. Thanks for bringing me on. All right. So I've seen several things about what you do, and I'm going to get into how you got here and um and all the different things that you're doing especially the mindset you must have had but you've made quite an impact as what I, I guess I can call you an undergrad um tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into cancer research
0: definitely so um, for everybody listening I'm Kevin Stonewall I'm a current 23 year um senior at the University of Wisconsin-Madison majoring in biology after college I've be going to medical school but uh my interest in science really started when I was in fifth grade. And we would learn about the microscopes. And at that moment, my eyes were drawn to it. I couldn't really think about nothing else at the moment. I actually went up to my teacher, and during that class period, I was like, hey, uh, what do people with microscopes do? Because the only time I seen a microscope, to be honest, was uh, during that cartoon, Dexter Laboratory. Are you familiar with that cartoon?
1: Yes, yes I am, actually.
0: Oh yeah, it was Uh on like Cartoon Network, and I used to love that show i was like, man, I want to be a scientist one day. Like, it was really never, an, like, it was one of those things like, oh, that'd be cool to do, but it was never really a reality. Like, none of my people, none of my family's in science. I don't really know too many people. So when I saw the microscope, the first thing I thought was, like, opportunity to do something different. So he told me people with microscopes, they generally, you know, want to say lies. They want to find out new discoveries. They want to challenge questions. They want to challenge the norm. And I feel like all of those really, you know, matched up to me at the time. I mean, when I was 10, I was a good kid growing up, but I always want to question I, I know the, I know when I was exactly a baby my mom would tell me hey don't push the cup over but I pushed the cup over because they had water because I was just curious now it was definitely you know bad behavior but it was it's like moments like those would build like scientific curiosity and like moments like those would kind of intrigue me to you know learn even more about the microscope so after that class period I didn't run back home that same day it was like around October actually and I told my parents hey I want my Christmas. I don't want the xbox anymore I'm scratched that. Let's do four microscopes. So back when we were kids, we actually used to do a thing. My parents say, all right, so cut out what you want in like a catalog and paste it on like construction paper for what you want for Christmas. And I, I took off the Xbox and I put four different microscopes. And during that Christmas, that's when I got my microscope. But more importantly, that's when I started taking anything I could and I like put it under the microscope. And I wanted to analyze every single detail that I could because for me, I really wanted to do something big with a microscope. I didn't know what exactly I was going to do at the age of 10, <laughs> but I just knew I wanted to do something with it. And, I, you know, my passion, my newfound passion, eventually carried over in high school. Uh, when Actually, my friend, uh, had an uncle passed away from a cancer, and I knew something was up because we was in algebra class. He was my buddy, and I mean, we were talking. We used to laugh and joke all the time, but one day he did come in, he wasn't the same person. His mood was down. Uh, even during class, um, he wasn't the same studious person that he was. He just wasn't in the moment. So I asked him, like, hey, what's up? How's everything going at home? And he told me about his family death. And at that moment, uh, I knew that. I was like, wow, cancer. Like, you know, at the age t- I was 14, I wasn't really too knowledgeable, honestly, about the word cancer. Like, i known like family members who probably had cancer. I knew I heard it on commercials, but I didn't really know like the real impact until I seen it in my friend. So after that moment, I was like, you know, I I really I I need to do something. Whatever this cancer thing is, I need to do something about it. I need to read more about it because if it's causing an impact like that to my friend, I can only imagine how many other people out there in the world that it's gonna have an impact on. So then I used my best friend Google, (laughs) and I just typed in what is cancer, and uh, I learned it was like uncontrolled cell growth and from that, then I started researching, how do I fight cancer? How do you end cancer? And at the time, even now, you know, that isn't necessarily a cure, um, but I learned that there's a lot of research labs and there's a lot of nonprofit organizations. And all of that was good to me, but I really saw myself wanting to be a researcher uh, because I thought about the fifth grade out in my microscope and I just seen, connecting connected to that moment when my teacher told me. People with the microscope, they love to solve problems. They like to save. They like to save lives. And I thought, this is my opportunity. This is I need to save lives because I don't want the one. I don't want other students to be impacted by uh, cancer death in their family. Because then, at that moment, it told me that cancer not only affects one emotionally, economically. I seen what the family had to go through financially, psychologically. Everything was the same. And I kept reading more about science. I did like all the different science throughout high school. But until my junior high school, that was a mo- that summer after my junior high school, I was like, okay, I need to really get into a research lab. You know, next time I'll be going to college, but before I need to make it happen this summer. So I, re- I applied to like numerous internships, numerous, numerous internships throughout Chicago. Um, and I actually got a whole bunch of rejections, but it took one professor, Dr. Carl Ruby at Rush University Medical Center. Um, shout out to Dr. Carl Ruby again for you know, taking me into your lab. He took me in, and from there, I, I definitely feel that's when everything started with well, my initial uh, work with colon cancer and work on tumor vaccination, trying to increase survival rates in younger mice as well as older mice. And once I did that project, I did carry it over in college, which I added osteosarcoma, which is a cancer that you find generally in pediatric patients, as well as neuroblastoma, which is a common adrenal, adrenal gland cancer. And all that is actually due to my first research effort that I started at Rush, because I think the fundamental difference that was, that made it that much more meaningful was one, I came in with an open mindset, but also Dr. Carl Ruby, he, he cultivated that growth. Um, He also, he never told me there was no such thing as a silly question. Every time I came into the lab, I knew I was going to learn something new. I knew I was going to be, you know? Yeah. I,
1: I love to hear that origin story. I mean, I, I mean, really it started with you like, Oh my gosh, this is a microscope, mm-hmm. and uh, oh my gosh, I I don't want a um I don't want an Xbox anymore. I mean, first of all that that puts right. you in the that puts you in the one percent of all kids, but but I, I enjoy hearing this just because um you had a, an intellectual curiosity, and and I think one of, mm-hmm. one of the guests that we've gotten to know really well um, is Naveen Jane, and Naveen was always talking about the fact that you know we say that you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make him drink, but you can make the horse mm-hmm. thirsty. Right. You, you can make him want or yeah. her. You can make her want to desire more and to learn more. Exactly. And I love hearing that story because, you know, it, it sounds like it was always there. Now, let me ask you this. Did that, <laughs> did that constant I want to question everything get you in trouble when you were a kid? Uh, on that curiosity. Yeah, it did. Yeah. I
0: definitely, I think it was more so when I was a younger child because I was like, I didn't listen to my parents. Like they told me to do things, but I, I was just curious. I was only like four or five. So I just did things because I was curious. <laughs> yeah. So you,
1: you started off with that curiosity and mm-hmm. you just kept moving it forward. But other than that, that, that moment where, you, you know, one of your friends, uh, parents had cancer. Mm-hmm um like mm-hmm. what also like propelled you for i mean a, a lot of bad things happen you know uh, moments come in and yeah. out of our life all the time but obviously Absolutely. like what was that i mean obviously that was the mm-hmm. pivotal moment but what helps you like further mm-hmm. propel you towards no Equal. seriously instead of just researching yeah. glaucoma or just researching right. you know whatever mm-hmm. you chose cancer right why yeah for me, cancer is one of those things
0: where, even to this day, I, I love the mystery behind it, uh, even if you like think about like the molecular mechanism behind how everything works. And I think what I love the most about studying cancer is, I think it's one of the top diseases where it teaches you about how the body works, because cancer happens because of like an overexpression of how the body is supposed to work. And I think that's what really it, me, it taught me so much how the body work because everything was not supposed to happen to the body happens during cancer, and I think that that plays so much of a big role. I, that explained it helped me so much. It helped me understand the human body, the human anatomy, physiology. It helped me understand genetics more because you know all those factors are important with cancer. And I'm not saying that like other disease, diseases don't you know teach you that, but I think cancer like once again is coming from the body like the body developed this and obviously there are a lot of different factors that plan to one you know getting cancer um, but I think it's that foundation of hey your body is almost attacking itself right an overexpression of a gene can lead to you having tumors and that funded that foundation like knowledge of it that's what I love the most about it it's a mystery and I just love I love solving problems it's connected to that And I think, like, ever since, like, that moment throughout, you know, since my freshman year of high school, like, it definitely was, like, that motivation factor. Um, But I also think that, you know, throughout high school, like, I was doing science, you know, I was constantly always doing scientific things. I, you know, I took, like, those honor classes and I did, like, those different pre-health programs at different universities throughout the city, which definitely uh, reinforced my belief and my passion and my confidence that I can go towards health sciences. And I think, honestly, those definitely padded me to, you know, want to pursue. It did give me that momentum, did give me that confidence. Like, even if all of those professors did reject me, I still believe that I could have did it because of all those previous, previous programs that I did do. So, definitely think that all played a big role into my pursuits.
1: Yeah, but it also seems like, the, and actually, in, in doing some research about you, sometimes you asking some of the obvious questions have led you to some interesting insights, Um, you can go into some particulars on way a lot of cancer researchers look at things and and the differences in what you look at, but, and I mean this the nicest way. It seems almost though, though, that some of your naivete have, has led you to asking some of these fundamental questions that others might've just overlooked.
0: Yeah. I I think a lot of it does play into my naiveness. Um because I like again like I didn't really know too much from the beginning but I think that played a role into me wanting to go even harder cuz I was already motivated, you know. Yeah. Oh,
1: and 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 let me so. let me let me express like when I say the naivety, mm-hmm. I mean that in the most like reverent of ways, because um, again, mm-hmm. and some of the people I've met. Well, heck, you know, we we're talking earlier about Naveen. The, the Global X Prize They always have these big, you know, audacious, you know, things up for grabs, and it's never a. And I'm using here quotes. It's never an expert that wins. It's somebody that mm-hmm. wants to know more. A matter of fact, what is, uh, the, the 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 book? Well, I think it was David and Goliath um, by Malcolm Gladwell. And he was yeah. talking about, you know, the, the one guy that coached soccer and he moves to the United States and he started, um, you know, uh, he was a youth basketball coach and he was doing things every, like completely differently. And that's why he succeeded because he looked at basketball in a totally different way. I'm, uh, you know, looking at some of the things you've done, it looks like you've taken this, okay, I'm new to this. And, and so when I say naiveness, I mean that in, in, a, in a grand mm-hmm. way for sure. Definitely.
0: And, you know, it's, it's, it's cool that you bring that point up because I definitely agree with you. I think that, one, uh, I think it was cool that I did kind of get that exposure early. And I think, like, I'm sure we're probably going to talk about the label, like the importance of like teaching the youth that age really isn't nothing but a number. I, I really do believe that. And I think that, you know, obviously you have to learn the sciences and the foundational knowledge in order to understand this concept. But I honestly don't think that age really will restrict how far you can go and and i actually think about another guy another cancer researcher i know um, his name is jack Andraka and drake uh, and he's probably heard about him but if not he's just, at the time he was 15 uh he, cre- he created a pancreatic test strip that was like a hundred times a hundred times faster than current golden standard I mean, that, it was a really awesome project. I know he's over at Stanford now. And, and I just look at other people like that, like people around my age, and that, that's like motivation because it helps me understand like, hey, the youth, our generation uh, is bright. And I, and I think that I think that we need more mentors like Dr. Ruby, honestly, because I think that sometimes, uh, definitely people in mind, dude, I think we sometimes feel like we can, I think, I think we feel that there's a roof on top of us. I think we don't think that we can go beyond the box that sometimes we are placed in. Um, but I think we need those people around us to help us believe and understand that you can go beyond. Like again, if you have somebody telling you there's no such silly question, that eliminates all those self doubts that one may have when they're trying to when they try to grasp into a concept. So because of that, I was that much more comfortable. Even now, I'm not afraid to ask any question because at the end of the day, you know, question that leads to another question leads to another question. But when you're answering all those questions, the sequence of those is going to help you understand the concept, and then that's how you're going to be able to, you know tap into that higher level knowledge and that higher level thinking that one you know acquires to be part of
1: no i do, i totally agree with you matter of fact mm-hmm. the only thing that scares me is that as i hear you talk you were one of the unusuals that questioned everything but was still a nice student right? Some of the kids I know that are really (laughs) disrupting, right? I mean, because, I mean, there's some kids that like, they want to learn the hard way. I shouldn't say the hard way. Mm -hmm. They want to learn on their own terms. And so sometimes they butt heads with the traditional educator, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. And then you have the kids that are really good boys and girls, right? And they're not going to question anything, because they could get a bad grade. I mean, you know, I and I say this lovingly, I'm like, I don't blame, especially, you know, students that want to get into to med school or, or they're in high school looking to get into college to go pre-med. They're not going to question things. You know, you, you, you could prove your professor wrong and then, boy, that could lead to a B and that's going to, oh, my gosh, that's terrible. Yeah. I, I think that you're one of the few that, that in watching some of your stuff and researching you, I'm like, well, and I know what it is. You're just nice. I've checked out some of your things. I'm like, that's, that's one of your charms. I mean, like you're, you're questioning things, but I guess in a nice enough way, but it's still, it frightens me though, because you know, the, the medical community, you know, is there a reward for wanting to disrupt? Um, you know, you, you mentioned lovingly some of these researchers you've worked for, obviously they were okay with you questioning things. Um, do you feel like you're going to hit a ceiling here soon? Or do you think that, you know, because of your charm and because of your, you know, <laughs> demeanor that people will go, oh, that's just Kevin or, 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 because I, I know that if we're going to make real progress, you know, questioning everything is what's going to need to be done. So right. what do you think? Are, are you going to, you know, do, yeah. do you fear there's going to be a ceiling here or do you just going to keep pushing forward? I I'm, I'm definitely going to, like, keep pushing forward. Like, most time,
0: like all the time, whenever I am working with, you know, older, i professional. At the end of the day, they know that this is coming out of respect. And I know I still am a student to the game, and I'm, I'm still learning. And I think that, you know, based on my experience, just even when I'm talking to other researchers that, that probably have no idea who I am. I think that I have a respectful demeanor as well, and at the end of the day, I let them know like I just love learning, I just really want to push forward. So it's still, and I think that energy like I think most of them are pretty appreciative to that, and I'm not saying that other undergrads aren't necessarily like that, and that's not the case. I know a ton of undergrads who love learning just like myself. I just know from my case like when I'm there, like I, my passion is there, like it shows, and. I just really love it, and I just in the day I I I am respectful for the you know the progress we made so far as a scientific and medical community because that's the only reason why I'm able to learn that now so I can apply to the future and I think just my whole demeanor my approach to it I think which a lot of professionals do appreciate like I, and even moving forward I don't but necessarily um, foresee and if it was a case like that. I think I just adapt to the situation and just find like another way to present that information in a way that they're, that's going to be understandable for them. And okay. I'm adapting my my attitude and my motives are in the right place. And I think organically that shows through my my conversation when I'm talking to people when I'm communicating. Like you're know you knowing that okay, this is Kevin. He's actually in this for the right reason. He really wants right. to know. And that's anytime I'm in a lab. Like I don't know. Like it's just how I'm. I'm just so curious. And I always ask questions. And not only in science, that's the funny part. like I'm able to apply this, like, this thinking process in so many other fields, but science is just like that one niche that I do. It's my one of my first niches of anything uh, at the moment. And I just want to keep going with it and see where this goes. So.
1: No, I think it's wonderful. Um, the next thing, and by a side note, uh, like you know that we can edit out anything. So if there's anything... Um, you don't like? Mm-hmm. Let me know. So I, I, I will, I will say this. Let me know if you don't feel like answering this. Um, but I, I have to ask: Do you feel the stress or being a torchbearer for being a young African American male in the field of cancer research?
0: No, definitely. I, I think at this point, and um, I, I definitely know that you know. I understand that I'm in a in a, a position where there are a lot of people. Who are inspired by my story and I definitely am honored to kind of be in this position I'm not you know definitely for other African Americans to let them know that look we look just like each other and I'm coming from the same area you're coming from, and even if we don't come from the same area like representation does matter i I truly hardly believe that if we want to change the face of you know science and medicine and I think that they, I think it's so many more people there is so many more scientists and each the future physicists and xyz i just think that if they see people like me you know up on the forefront doing it it's going to help them believe that it's possible now, for me honestly the idea of being a doctor it was achievable because as my pediatrician was a black doctor and i to me if i hadn't seen i don't really think i would have thought to myself that it was even possible I, and I, I i think that really plays a role in it
1: so, absolutely I, mean, I
0: understand i am in a platform yeah. yeah, you know, and I, and that's why I definitely want to use my platform to continue to inspire. No, not and, in American, no, of
1: course. Mm-hmm. Well, but I mean, that's that. No, I mean, I remember in doing some of my research, I'm like, my gosh, this is awesome. But at, at the same time, like, you know, I've talked mm-hmm. to some other people that that they feel the weight of if I'm not successful, then it's going to be magnified. Um, you know, the like, like a lot of people are counting on you. Like, hey. You're, you're, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're going to be the torchbearer of really great things that can come out of the African-American community. Don't screw up. Uh, and I know that's never been stated, but like, I, you know, I've talked mm-hmm. to some other friends that like, it, mm-hmm. it feels like it's implied, like, you know, Hey, you know, a lot of people can yeah. mess up, but you can't like, we, we need you to be successful kind of thing. And so I didn't know if you'd felt that kind of pressure going in or, you know, cause, mm. or, or, or does that just not like come across your mind and you just kind of keep plowing through
0: you know, I, I definitely I definitely thought about it a few times. I think that at the end of the day, um I think everybody I want everybody to know that I'm still a human being, you know, and I'm I will, you know, make mistakes. Uh I will, you know, go through the normal life challenges. Um, but I think for me the difference is I don't let that stop me. So even if I if I did let somebody down, uh for me that's an opportunity to let them know like, Hey, I'm a human, but I'm not gonna stop grinding, I'm not gonna stop working, I'm just gonna keep pushing. And that's going to be the inspiration to let them know like, oh, okay, Kevin, he made a mistake just like I made a mistake. So, hey, I mean, it's okay. It's life. And I think that's like, I try my best to try to be connected to the people as much as possible because I want them to understand, hey, I'm I'm still in colleges like you all. Hey, I was in high school before. Hey, I grew up in the south side of Chicago like you all before. Because at the end of the day, I I still just think I'm just a normal guy from Chicago just living out his dream, doing something that he loved to do.
1: Well, but I think that it is also because you are from Chicago and some of the negativity that's coming out of the city and everything. Like again, you like a lot of people, I'm sure, putting hope Mm -hmm. into what you're doing. Now, on the flip side, something else you said that I loved is that you're finding opportunities to inspire, and I love that. Uh, Like you can go into some of the facts that, like you're now doing some inspirational stuff, and you've done your TED talk and everything else like that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, do, do, you feel, do you feel like that like propels you forward or has that like, has it across your mind that this could be a, an additional career path for
0: you? I definitely want to go into speaking more. Uh, that's, yeah, that's number one. I love that. The reason I love it because it puts me in a position where I can come and I feel like that's my way of touching lives at a greater scale. You know, if I'm not tweeting, if I'm not on Instagram sharing parts of my life, I love it. And it's funny because I was at a place in my life where I was scared. And once again, it was kind of, I was scared to ask questions. I was just actually pretty quiet growing up. Um, I'm a pretty relaxed guy now, but I'm definitely, I love going to front of groups. I love sharing my story because I know it's inspiring. I know that it has you no know, value. And I, if you could put me in any opportunity to speak, I'm going to take advantage of it. And I'm going to do that on top of you know, taking my pursuits in the science and medical field. But I do feel that those opportunities such as TED Talk, um, and even like going to different schools and different organizations that I already have spoken it, that, that definitely propelled me. It I love those opportunities. Yeah. Because they make <laughs> the impact of your story. You know, you see those people face change and it's like, Wow.
1: Yeah. Wow, this is crazy. Well, and I'm not I'm not meaning to sound like this is mean, but and this is one of the reasons why I like Dr. John Medina so much. Sometimes researchers aren't the most charismatic speakers. <laughs> and so as well, as like, I heard you, I'm like oh my gosh, because, you know, and again, I'm not saying this is a, uh, you know, that all researchers and all, you know, cancer researchers yeah. this way, but sometimes they're a little, they're a little dry. And so I, I think that, <laughs> yeah. I think it, it's kind of a cool thing that you're parlaying is that y- you can, you can. I, I I'm not saying this to cheapen the word, but you can entertain people as you like. Here's what we found. Um, well, heck, I mean, yeah. what is that, Dr. Neil Gupta and or or no, sorry, Sanjay Gupta and and some of these other people that have done such a unique job of being you know mm-hmm. entertainment in the medical field because you know we like to stay apprised and we like to stay up to, to date on, on what's going on but i think the legitimacy of some of the research you're doing and the fact that you can mm-hmm. relay that message and the fact that you can inspire a lot of students to ask those questions to start taking some of those risks i think is uh is is what's really 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 yeah. making me excited for what you're doing and uh, it, also working within that system i, I think. Um, Uh, we had interviewed Jocko Wilnick earlier this year and he's, you know, an ex Navy SEAL guy. Right. And, you know, he's tough and all these other things. And then we're like, I I even said, you know, I was getting like chippy and I'm like, well, what happens if, and I was like, I was kind of saying, what happens if, you know, the people that, that are over you, you don't respect their, uh, uh, you know, your insights and, and like just, for clarity, my superintendent and principal are wonderful, but sometimes the educational establishment I have a hard time with. And I thought he was going to like, you know, soldier on and go rogue. And, he's, and he said, he's like, no. <laughs> and, and he said, you know, play within the system. He's like, if you're yeah, going to get, that. if you're, if you're going to get things done, like your superior officers are still going to be there. You being an asshole, isn't going to help. He's like, you know, you, you being, uh, uh, you know, he's like, you can change, you can change things from within by following their orders and enhancing their orders to make them look better, to where they're going to eventually see that your things your way. And I was like, wow. And, and and that's why I I just love the fact that you know you you could go a little rogue, but what you're doing is 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 doing it the right way, doing it the Jocko way. That uh, you know you're 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 asking all the right questions. You're doing so in a nice you know nice manner, and uh, you're mm-hmm. inspiring people from within. So I love that. Um, I so what are, it. yeah, man, I'm happy to. So what are, what are next steps? Um, right now you're at Madison and, uh, yep. like next, uh, next year, I call you to be back on the podcast and where are you at, where you think you're going to be? <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course.
0: Uh, next year, I like to, I will be, uh, going to medical school and, um, in addition to getting that journey started, that's something I'm so, so excited for. Uh, it's kind of surreal at this point because it's something that, I've I kind of been wanting to do for a while, you know, in addition to the research, I finally had an opportunity to really try to impact, impact patients from a clinical aspect. That's something that I, I'm waiting, I'm excited for. Um, but also in addition, I'm going to continue to go around, you know, talk to different, uh, go on my speaking engagement and continue to aspire because I'm not done. My message is never dead. I want to continue to empower the youth to let them know, like, take those risks ask questions and at the end of the day find what you're passionate about and love it because if you're not doing none of those you're not really going you're not you want to have meaning and i feel like with the combination of what i've been able to find and i found my passion i love learning to take those risks i learned to ask questions that's why what i find what i'm doing is valuable and i feel like i want to apply that for everybody one of my messages that i tell a lot of people when i do speak is passion is love and love is passion and the idea behind that is the same amount of energy that you put into something that you love, that's what you need to do for something that you find that you're passionate about. Now, we all find our passion at different times. Yeah. When you find it. Make sure you put your energy into it. Yeah, that's, that's so cute. That's so key.
1: Well, and so and, key. and that's why sometimes I, I get I get um, skeptical when I hear the word passion because passion can fizzle. Love does not. And so I, I echo what you're saying. I, I love it. Matter of fact, to, yeah. to hopefully in, enhance this, when you're saying you're wanting to reach out to the youth and inspire them, what I love is um, the, on the podcast, I'm, I've been honored to interview some really cool people, but mm-hmm. I get a lot of the people that, that listen and say, hey, you should interview this guy or this guy or this girl or this girl and things of that mm-hmm. nature. Um, my student recommended. Well, actually, that's right he's the one that sent the intro tweet. He was like, hey, you know, he, he yeah. tweeted at you and said, I've got a teacher who's got a podcast. And I love that yeah. because, you know, you know, Josh is out there, you know, also looking for people that um, inspire. And I just, I loved it that he, you know, put me onto what you were doing.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, uh, me and Josh have been connected for a while. I always see it, he's always supportive. I'm always appreciative. So um, Josh, if you listen to this, thank you again for plugging I mean to so this wonderful opportunity. This is amazing. Keep doing
1: what you're doing. And I expect a lot of great things from you. there. You go, Josh, you got your, call. you got your shout out <laughs> at, twi- at Twitter, Joshua M. Love it. Um, but yeah, he, he did. He was like, Follow him, everyone. and and he was like, Oh man, I just, uh, maybe you can, maybe you could interview him. He's got this really cool Ted talk. And I said, okay, I'll take a look. And, um, yeah. So I took a look at what you did. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So he, you know, it's funny. Cause this is the exact opposite of what normally happens. Normally in my class, my students say, Hey, could you hit up this guy for me? And instead he's like, Hey, Wetter, I think i got the hookups for you. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> but, but hey, I, I I'm happy that we got connected. I am too. I am too. And, and then I just kept further uh, falling further down your rabbit hole in the sense of all the things you're doing. and, some of the things you're charting to yeah. pursue and there's some been some cool news packages, but not about what you're doing. Matter of fact, uh, tell, you know, you don't have to give it away. I highly recommend that you watch uh, the mm-hmm. TEDx talk, but uh, give people an indication on, uh, your, your TEDx talk. Yeah,
0: definitely. So uh, for everybody, if you want to check out my TEDx talk, um, go to YouTube and type in Kevin K E B E N Stonewall S T O N E W A L L and the name of my talk is A Breakthrough to Finding the Cure to Colon Cancer. Uh, if you just type in Kevin Stone or colon cancer, it'll be the first video that you see. In that video, you'll see a uh, clips of how I got started, with approaching cancer research, and my meaning and why I grind so hard in the lab every day. So I would appreciate that. Uh, you all can follow me on Twitter at ThatKevinGuy, T-H-A-T-K-E-V-E-N-G-U-I, and Instagram at guy as well. Uh, for behind the scenes of my life, and also just to follow my inspiration, and I thank you all so much. For, thank you for bringing me on the show; it's, it's been amazing. I, I, I love
1: the support, and yeah, I appreciate it so much. Oh, and, and while you're at it, guys, just type in his name in in YouTube, and you'll see all kinds of things. I mean, the, the 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 PBS thing they did <laughs> about you in Chicago is cool. The thing with the Intel yeah. thing is cool. <laughs> you are the author of <laughs> your life is one of my favorites. Cause I yeah, like, we have a saying here in the Wetrick household, like, and I mean this from every fabric mm-hmm. of my being, whenever I catch, you know, my oldest is 16 soon to be 17. My youngest is eight, but I tell them, I'm like, if you wrote a book about your life, would anybody read it? I'm like, no one's, no one's going to read a book about, I sat on my couch and I swipe through my phone today. That's no, that's not a book. That's, that's a bad yeah, reality I'm show. So, uh, I, I like the fact that uh, I like that you are the, the author of your life. Tell your ha- haters, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I love, I love, <laughs> I love the positivity. And um, right. I, I just, I get this strange feeling that, you know, 10 years from now, I'll be bragging to people of, you know, I knew Kevin before <laughs> he was cool, before he, uh, he had know. this breakthrough oh. for colon cancer and everything else. And, <laughs> uh, i love it I, I just i i love it, I, it can, and, and, and and no matter how busy you get with the med stuff and i'm sure you will i'm one of those crazy guys that thinks yeah. that the inspiration you're providing uh, especially to young people i'm not going to say mm. is as important as curing cancer it is not but it's it's mm. it's up there um uh, uh, there's a lot of students Thank out you. there especially the kids that want to question everything they don't necessarily even when they are smart they don't feel smart because they're questioning things and sometimes they don't they get into some trouble at school and sometimes they they don't make the best of choices because they feel disenfranchised hearing your story and seeing how you've done it that's you know i want more kids to 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 you know get into that mindset and see you know how how you're doing things so man i i'm extremely honored to uh have you on and and uh you know anything moving forward anything you need we uh, we'd love to support you and and um you know, thank just you. hype up what you're doing because I, I love, love, you know, love what I, you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I appreciate it so much.
0: It was it was cool. And like, coming on here just relaxing, having good conversation, good vibes. and uh, This is what I'm about. I always just try to be as positive as I can. Life is so short. So I really try to focus on, you know, those positives and really just one end of the day, I really want to inspire the next scientist or the next doctor or the next artist or the next, you know, I just want to inspire the next person to be the best person they can be. Now we all have a gift on this planet. I'm just trying to help you tap into that in gift and
1: just so you can have a better life and just have a happier life at the end. You know? Very, very much so. I can't think of a better way to end it. Uh, Kevin, I <laughs> sincerely appreciate you being on, uh, you guys got all this Twitter information. You guys are Instagram. We'll have that in the links below. Uh, follow this guy, take a look, go into the YouTube stuff. I, I know that you'll enjoy it. Um, and my gosh, when he's, when he gives out this information, I, one of, the, one of the coolest things about this show is we have unbelievably talented, thoughtful guests on the show. And when they say, follow me and I'll follow you back, or they say, get to me and I'll get with you back, I, yeah, I will. T- I'm telling you what, I <laughs> latch like get tap into the minds of people that are doers. And um, so if you're listening to the show, I'd, I'd take Kevin up on his offer. Kevin, thank you so, so, so much for being on the show, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good night. We'd love to hear your
0: feedback. Leave your comments, questions, and suggest show topics at startadupinnovation.com. Follow us on Twitter at Let's Start Add Up and Facebook.com slash startadup. We're back next week with a new episode.